What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down, episode number 99.1, and we're continuing our playthrough of Dead Space 3 for A Nightmare Before Christmas. Today I have with me Matt. Hello. And uh, so we were trying to figure out where we last left off. Uh, and I was saying that I remember we did the optional mission to do the Greeley, mm -hmm. the USS Greeley. Uh, and then we were trying to repair a ship to then go down into the planet itself. Uh, and that's Tavalantis. There you go. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was the last thing I remember doing. Um, Here's the thing about Dead Space. Here's the thing about Dead Space 3. Yeah. The reason why we can't remember where we left off is because this game really runs together. And not in a particularly good way. It yeah, it, it really has come across even more after this second set of play sessions. Yeah. It's like... I, I, I guess there's been the before and after, right? I think the way you just marked it, a lot of the early parts we were in and out of the, uh, in and out of space, taking that little transport ship around. A lot that's been in the next section has been getting to the planet and around on the planet. So I, I guess there's a little bit of high level differentiation, but 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 the individual levels and missions. You know, I, I was actually – it's funny that you mentioned that because I was just thinking that in the last session we played, because of the amount of A, backtracking, and B, the number of times you go into that little elevator room and it circle turns around you, and then you either go up or go down, that breaks everything up into such little chunks that it's harder to get a sense of progression because it's always – Two minutes, then you're in an elevator. Two minutes, then you're in an elevator. And it, you, 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 I don't get a sense of forward momentum. I get a lot of sense of back and forth momentum. That's exactly. I, I feel like that's exactly what we're doing. Like we did yep, it. We it's did a lot it, of back and forth. Yeah, we did it with when we're out in space, going from ship to ship, getting parts, coming back, bringing the parts back, and now it's just a different flavor. Now it's go inside. Get a mission, go outside into the snow, go back inside, get something, go back outside into the snow, and then go back to where you came from and bring back the thing that you need. Yep. I just, like, it's it's just, like, they, they've, they've thrown a few things at us. The puzzles in this game are jokes. Although one did stump us for a good probably five minutes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, it, they're definitely not ambitious puzzles in no. any mean, by any means. Um, I think off the bat, there was at least the two, right? There was the one with the four engine parts. Yes. We had to turn on in the right order. That wasn't terribly hard, but took us a second. That's just because we're both dumb that... and we can't see the number <laughs> yeah. in the front of us. Yeah. What's the one number that's lit up? Yeah, we weren't looking at that. We were looking at the other stuff, and we're like, what? And then the drill, I guess, just trying to figure out how to take that giant drill down. 
Yeah, that felt almost like a boss fight. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um so gosh, so how how do we ha- we have to at least talk a little bit about the story because it's it's it's, <laughs> it's there, I guess. It's kind of there. Um So uh, basically what ends up happening we fix the ship that we've been working on out in space and we finally begin our descent to the planet itself which I thought was cool mm-hmm. until you know we screwed up a bunch of times me and you both and had to redo it over and over again which I guess we they can just chalk that up to us being bad video game players but yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's a couple of those sections, right, where you're going through space, uh, and and you've got to avoid things. Uh, I, I, on the plus side, I like that we were doing different things, right? Like you were shooting things, I was navigating. Um, yeah. That's a, a step that this game does. I, there's some things I really like that they do a very small amount of. And that's like differentiating our two experiences through this game. True, but that's only happened once so far. Yeah, well, aside from aside from this part where we're you know we're headed down to the planet. Well, yeah, it's slightly different. Yeah, that's 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 a different little piece of gameplay. And it's gorgeous. I mean, the game is is generally I think amazing looking for for the generation it's on anyway. But I think the the outer space shots are particularly striking. Yeah, the, the so it's well, a high energy, right? You're, you're trying to navigate these boxes. There's explode. There's there's debris everywhere. It it's a it's a high energy section, and we kind of mentioned there's a lot of them early in the game. The and one of the things that I still find fascinating about this game is, like you said, this game looks great. The character models are rough. Yeah, but. Yeah. But the vistas themselves look fantastic. And there's subtle things that they do that I absolutely love. So I've always loved the fact that Dead Space takes place basically in real time. You go through all of your menus, you're still just standing there. It's basically everything is like a hologram that you're going through. And yeah. this, this includes like traveling and stuff like that. And one of my favorite things in Dead Space 3 so far has been the subtle, you get into that little shuttle that takes you between ship to ship and how dead silent it is, except for like, you know, the whirring of the, the, of like turning and stuff yep. like that. Um, and it doesn't just like warp you there. You actually follow a path. Yeah. You're, you're actually watching us fly through space for a little while there and you see it all through the perspective of your character and i think that is fantastic i like i love those little aspects of it and yep. when you're out in you know when you're spacewalking i i think that's a great like i mean it's easy to get disoriented it's because up is down and down is up and left is right you know it's it's crazy yep. And they, but that's kind of the point, too, of being in space, right? Yeah. As much as it's a little awkward. And those games have always done it perfectly. But 
this game, I like. I just, I'm not hating this game. I just find it so monotonous. Yeah, I, I still find this game to be very ex, a set of extremes. Like you know, everything we just talked about. That you know, the the models, the vistas. You know, I I, I really like the animations. Yeah, I, I really like the sound. The squelching sound when you like stomp those scorpion looking guys, especially, um, you know, the, 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 the music and the way it accents when you're getting stalked, the, the, the way that you can sometimes hear an enemy a room or two before you see them. That's really good, simple foreshadowing for what's coming up and mood setting. It does a lot of those little things well, but it just does some big things really poorly. And I think the, the back and forth nature and the monotony of it does certainly start to set in a bit. The, it feels like they, they retreated back to dead space one because you remember us going, using the tram going back and forth between places on the space station. They're doing that, but in a larger scale in dead space three. Yeah. While in dead space two, I felt like you were constantly going somewhere else rather than coming back to where you were. Yeah, so far where we are in 3, I think 3 is like clearly the most polished, but 2 I think has been my favorite. 2 is I mean, we haven't finished 3 yet, but I I'm pretty sure Dead Space 2 is the pinnacle of Dead Space. Yep. Yep. And that, I mean that could turn around because again I think the mechanics and you know and some of the things around uh, weapon creation and you know and scavenging parts there are some things I really like about Dead Space Three. Yes. But it's you know it's it's bits and pieces here and bits and pieces there. It doesn't feel very tight. Like it it, it the, I think the the lack of a narrative and and the I don't know if I'd call it level design. Like the, the back and the forth is, is annoying, but I don't have a problem with, with the way things are laid out other than that. I think the rooms are laid out well. I think your progression through levels, aside from the backtracking, works well. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's just – it feels like I'll have a really great moment and then it will be a lot of time of nothing happening besides corridors and backtracking. Yeah, I, I think this game is quickly becoming a – you know some of its parts kind of thing where yep. everything around it is good, but you combine it all together in this frame and it just, it just feels samey. It just feels like, Oh, yep. we're, going, we're going back outside. We're going back here. You know, and I, I'm just, uh, and I, to be honest with you, I feel like the story is going to be very predictable. Yep. Um, because once we, so, we end up getting separated from the rest of the group after we, we make our crash landing on the planet. So Isaac and, um, Carver, uh, are separated from the rest of the, the group. We have to find our way back to where they are, which we don't even know if they're alive. Carver keeps talking about it. And, and of course, Isaac is, is really concerned about Ellie and wanting to find her, and Garver's like, she's probably already dead. We're not compromising this mission just so you can go find her. Um, but 
the, f the main thing we have to worry about right now is freezing to death because it's freezing on this planet. It's a snowy planet. So we have to go from like heat source to heat source and then go from inside a room or a building to another building. Um, and we get confronted with this giant spider necromorph. Yeah, it's almost, yeah, I, I would have said spider crab. Yeah, giant but enemy then, crab. Yeah, giant enemy crabs. And then, uh, you know, it's got the same three tentacles as the little guy, except that they don't shoot projectiles at us. He just jumps, launches himself at us. Yeah. But uh, we fight it. It runs off. That will not be the first or the last time we see him. Um, and then we finally, uh, after going through multiple places, we finally, uh, run back into the crew who have made it to the, I guess the research station on this planet where it looked like the guys from 200 years ago were doing experiments on markers and the necromorphs to try and figure out how they work. Yeah, that's that feels right. Yeah. <laughs> and um, after reconvening with them, there's who's left? Ellie, uh, Ellie's boyfriend, now boyfriend, who's a complete jerk. And there is the the. The woman who is kind of like an expert on the markers, or knows a lot about the research of the markers. Yeah, which is interesting because Ellie also is supposed to be a bit of an expert. Exactly, and so is Isaac. Yeah, <laughs> kinda. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's kind of like the 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 layman who has had experience with this stuff. Um, and what what exactly? Does Isaac have any emotion in this game other than, like, the two cutscenes where he's getting yelled at? Like, what? I mean, we're, we're what, nine hours into this game now? Yeah. I don't know anything about Isaac. Like, what kind of an arc is he on in this game? I think he's all about Ellie. You know, they, they did have a fling for a while there after yeah. Dead Space 2. Yeah. But then she's with this new captain guy. But they still obviously have feelings for each other. And captain guy is pissed about that. So his arc is just trying to win the love triangle? There's no actual, like, story arc? I, <laughs> you're asking the wrong guy that question. <laughs> I don't know, it's just, it's not like, it doesn't have to be that big of a deal, it's just so clear that they didn't care at all about, you know, characters and motives and emotions and, you know, redemption, any of these things, like, just were not even remotely considered. Which, it just seems weird to me, given that, you know, it's a narrative series, this is the third game in the series, so it's not like... They didn't have time to come up with backstory. You know, they wrote a prequel book for it, the graphic novel. So 
it, it just seems like such a strange mission to me. I mean, I the, fir- the first Dead Space was uh, really good because it was Isaac trying to find his wife. And, you know, she's dead um, when he goes to this space station. And he was there originally to just be like a mechanic. Because they, you know, yeah, they, you know, they, and, and you you also had that struggling of like kind of going crazy, right? And you know, there was that descent into madness. Yeah, and well, so that you know that that was at least some kind of character struggle. Yeah, because the markers were trying to you know convert him. Yep, but but even even that, I mean, that's not exactly complicated, but you know, it's at least him trying to overcome something. I'm not sure what he's trying to overcome in this game. He's basically being forced to do this. Yeah, I kind of feel like he's just going through the motions. At any time, he could just be like, yeah, why don't we just leave? Yeah. I mean, you know, the the other strange thing is that there is some backstory, at least from Dead Space Liberation, about trying to find this master signal, going to the home world to specifically try to stop the markers at the source. But where where is that baked into this game? It feels like it's completely disconnected. I don't know. I I did not see that. So um, exactly like you should, and the fact that you didn't like, you know, I I mean, I guess the simplest way would be a here's a recap of Dead Space Liberation to get you set up for the game. But you know, if they didn't want to do that for whatever reason, maybe so that people will buy Liberation, they could have at least baked in enough references to have made it more worthwhile. It does sound like they kind of started to do a little bit of that with at least going into Carver's backstory and referencing what happened. And, you know, he may end up with a better arc than the main character, I think. I feel like he's kind of the main character of this, even though Isaac's doing most of the talking. And if you play it single player, you get a choice or you only play as Isaac I don't know that's that's a couple there's a couple questions I want to ask about that and maybe somebody can answer them but like can you choose who to play as also with certain things that require your co-op partner to help how does that work with the AI yeah like there's multiple puzzles in this game that that if I did not have somebody playing with me, I don't know if the AI would be programmed to do it or not. Yeah, it's either got to be AI that, that does it with you, or it's just different puzzles. It's just a different player. puzzle, yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. But because I'll, some of those things, I mean, if, if your AI partner's doing it with you, that would almost give it away in some ways. right? I mean, not, not Again, not, not that it's terribly complicated, but I mean, what would your AI partner do for example when we had that four you know when we had to turn those four engine parts yeah or better yet when you're flying are you flying and shooting at the same time how does that work yep yeah even then do you get to choose which part you do or yeah one of them automatic I don't know I, I guess I'm interested to Replay at least the first couple hours, maybe single player. Hmm. But uh, yeah. But but if you could play as Carver, 
and they do link back to what happens in Liberation, I think that would negate a lot of my issues well, with the game so far. The well, let's just go ahead and get into the probably the best part of this game so far, which was a side mission that we got. Uh, while we're randomly, yeah, randomly, as we are sent on a mission to go get something. Uh, when we walk outside, Carver sees a woman crying and walking through the snow. I'll have to take your word for that. Yeah. And so Carver <laughs> is like, what, what, did you see that? And Isaac's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, come on, she went this way. And so we decided to do this. It, it pops up like this is a side mission. Optional mission, follow the woman. So... Um, it leads us into this area that uh, Carver is the only person seeing this stuff. So we went through, what, probably a 15-minute area? Killing yeah. enemies? Maybe even a bit more than that yeah. on the first place. So we're killing enemies, we're getting upgrades, we're finding materials, stuff like that. And we're having conversations. Um, and the whole time Carver is seeing stuff. So it's particularly stuff that has to do with his son's birthday. And there's like birthday streamers around that say, Daddy hates you. There's presents laying around. There's a big cake. And there's tons of like little... Um, visual effects like so we're riding in the elevator going down at the very beginning of it and an image of his son is on the walls and of course isaac so, isn't so seeing it, any of this yeah it must be a little bit more of a nightmare rather than a memory obviously right because they wouldn't have ever been on this planet tal volantis as well as you know daddy hates you is not Probably what they hung up at the birthday party. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it seems like it's more of how Carver feels he did as a father. Yeah, and it's fascinating that for me, there's not you know playing as Isaac, there is not a hint of that other than you know a couple of audio clips where you're like I I don't understand what Carver's seeing. But if you hadn't literally told me what you were seeing and, and sent me a picture of it. I mean, you could have easily had that part of the game play out where I'm just following Carver who is going crazy. Right. And, like, I, the fact that they actually modeled all that stuff and then presented it differently to the both of us, that's kind of fascinating. Yeah. Another game did that, and I don't want to give that game credit, but I have to. And Kane and Lynch did that. Uh, because Lynch was insane and he would see things that Kane would not. Um, but yeah. Um, the second Kane Lynch was better than the first one. I'll give it that. That wasn't a big fan of the first Kane Lynch. Um, but yeah, so we're seeing all this stuff. We're fighting it. And then, and there's audio clips too of of Carver talking with his wife. You know, he's 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 a absentee father, absentee husband, 
um, and he feels guilty about it. Yeah, right there, you've just got more motivation than you do in this game. Yeah. And then um, uh, after we finish up this area, we go back to the elevator to leave the area, and Carver kind of snaps out of it, and Isaac makes the comment of, dude, what are we doing? <laughs> He's like, what are you talking about? He said, we've been standing in this elevator for the past five minutes. We haven't went anywhere. And I was like, oh, shit. Which it's, it's funny because it was even longer for us because we played through the section twice before we got that revelation. That's true. But it was like, oh, this was all, this didn't actually happen. This was all in Carver's head. Like this entire level was. Yeah, so I mean that that it's kind of interesting for two different like the way they structured it is interesting, and then, you know, again with what Carver's gone through, the fact that he has that kind of break breakdown hallucination, whatever it was, is, you know, it 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 kind of fits and it kind of shows those repercussions from what from what happened in Liberation, which, you know, certainly I like to see. So. And that's probably the most interesting thing that's happened in this game so far. Yeah, I I, I would say definitely. Um, so I go back to my previous statement of I feel like this story is going to be predictable. Uh, the one lady, not Ellie, the other lady, who is a, a expert, one of the experts on the necromorphs, and the markers. She is overly enthusiastic about discovering this stuff about the markers. I think she's already corrupted and I think she's going to turn on us. Mm. It, it, like, I feel like you can see this coming a mile away because the way she talks about it. And even Isaac has mentioned, like he's made like off comments of like, yeah, that's great. You know, kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, I mean, they're they're pushing this as she's really enthusiastic about this marker stuff and then once we figure out the marker stuff, boom, she's going to like activate them or something. Yeah, there's got to be somebody under the influence, right? Well, we 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 did have a part right whenever we ended. <laughs> um this last play session. But, uh, so, um, one of the things they want us to do is <clears throat> there is some type of marker signal inside this monster. It's like a very large <laughs> monster. Yeah. The largest of the necromorphs. Yeah. And it's dead and dormant, and they want us to go inside of it because we have to get that signal. Now, in order for us to actually do that, we have to do some missions. We have to go and get stuff. We have to be able to open this, like, apparently they've already cut open the monster, and we have to get this elevator to go down into it into its body 
but in order to get everything operational, we have to go and get things. During this time, uh, the the crazy um, military dudes who follow the marker stuff, like the the zealots or whatever, they show up. The, the unitologists. Yeah. And so now we've got human people who have now been converted into necromorphs attacking us. Uh, so, great. And we finally run back into the Velociraptor necromorphs. I hate them. <laughs> yep. And they go run and hide, and then they peek out and attack you. And these things were absolutely frightening in the second game. This game, they're annoying. That's it. Yep. And it's only because I have somebody else with me. Yep. I I feel like co-op ruined this game. Yeah, I I I, I agree, but it may it may have saved it as much as it's ruined it. Yeah, well, I'm I'm a, I'm a little torn on on the on the co-op for that aspect of it. I right, just that, I, you know the balls to the wall firefights are more fun but less scary. Yes, there is nothing about this game that's scary so far. Yeah, and I think it's because you're not alone anymore. And also, and this is what ended up happening in in all the survival horror games. So the survival horror games of the '90s, Resident Evil, Silent Hill. Silent Hill's always kind of been pretty pretty survival horrorish. They haven't really strayed away from from yeah. their main main gameplay. But Resident Evil's especially that kind. So you got Resident Evil one, two, and three, and Code Veronica. Those four games, the original games in the series, were survival horror because one, you were alone. Two, you were very vulnerable with limited ammunition, limited health, and I could even go as far as to say the controls were a little wonky because of it, and it felt scary because I can die at any moment. Then, Resident Evil 4 happened. Resident Evil 4 took it to an action level. Leon Kennedy is now a badass. Yeah, that's why I've I've always had a love-it-hate-it relationship with Resident Evil 4. It's a fantastic game, but... It's not Resident Evil. You know, it's not Resident Evil, and it took the remakes to get Resident Evil back. Yes. And that's that's my biggest thing, is is they have turned Isaac Clarke, who was a everyman... He was a mechanic. He was an engineer who was supposed to go work on a space station... And now he's surrounded and he should be by scared a... to death. Exactly. When these things come around. And the first, first and second games, he is. Yep. But then you, he's now Billy Joe Badass. Yep, and even more so with two of us. <laughs> yes. And it's like, and 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 the game pushes that right with the weapon combinations. I mean, the game is all about blasting and finding better ways to blast. Yes. 
I think I have the best way to blast now. <laughs> so let's talk about that. Because this is an aspect of the game that I feel like... Hmm, I want to be careful what I say here. I feel like it cheapens the experience, but it's also fun. Yeah. Because I have... I, th- I feel like I have made the best combination of weaponry I can in this game that will make it basically a win button. So I've created a gun that's... So, all right, I, I don't know if we actually delved deep into it last episode, but there's a crafting system in this game. You can craft a gun from from scrap. And with enough crafting materials, you can add different things to it. So you start out with a frame. It can be a heavy frame or a light frame. And then you can put different attachments to it. So you can have a top attachment and a bottom attachment. My top attachment is a shotgun. So it does a shotgun blast that's very good at close quarters. Perfect. Okay? Because every monster in this game bum rushes you. Every one of them. Um, and then I attached the bottom attachment for a long time there. I was using a grenade launcher. I was able to finally afford a grenade launcher and I added the tip, which does rocket propel grenades, which is now a rocket launcher. So now I have a rocket launcher and a shotgun all in the same weapon. I have fully upgraded this thing. And I've also put in a special ability. So you can put in abilities into your weapons. Matt, I know you're running one where you and your co-op partner get an extra ammo in the clip. Yep. Mine is, you no longer take blast damage from your own uh, explosions. Which means, I have a rocket launcher. If I'm surrounded by enemies, because all the enemies bum rush you in this game... I could take my gun, aim it directly at my feet, pull the trigger, and shoot a rocket and blow up every enemy around me, and I take no damage. I need that upgrade. It is <laughs> amazing. So, no, this game is not scary. This game isn't even frantic anymore, because I let the enemies come to me, and then I blow them up. Yeah, I do like the variety of modifications as well, right? Like I, yes. I had a, an assault rifle that I built, my most recent weapon, where I gave every single, uh, every single bullet gets just a little bit of stasis with it. Yeah. So you know, four or five bullets in, you start to slow those enemies down, and you know, then you can switch weapons and take advantage of, you know, like my shotgun, which is slower but but super powerful. So it's, you know, I, I love the. I love the combinations. And the amount of ammunition this game gives you. <laughs> so much that you have to keep dropping it. I have to drop ammunition to get parts. Yeah. That's that's not a survival horror game. Now, I know that there's people out there listening, particularly Dustin, who would tell me, we'll play it on a harder difficulty. And I could do that. But we're playing on normal, and I played Dead Space 1 and 2 on normal, and those were really hard games. 
Yeah, so, two broke me for a while. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like I may have possibly broken this game. Because the rocket launcher is like, I mean, it does, um, it's the, the, it's, this damage, like, meter is fully maxed out. So it does the most damage. So we had that fight again with the spider thing. And all we had to do was stasis it. And then when its tentacles came out, I shot a rocket at it and that knocked off all its tentacles immediately. Yep. I'm just like, this just ruined the game. I have broken the game. I have turned this game into Diablo 3. I have got every legendary item equipped, and now I'm just wrecking stuff. But now, granted, that's fun in and of itself, but it's not a Dead Space game. Yeah. I. It, it still feels even more and more like Resident Evil 5. Yes. And Resident Evil 5, yeah, I've played that a couple of times. I enjoyed it the most when we played it co-op. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's kind of how I feel about this. I'm curious to play it single player, but i got to be honest, especially having gleaned what little there is out of the story, I don't expect to enjoy it much single player. It may be a bit scarier, it may be a bit more tense, but... There's not much story, there's not much scare, and there's not much reason to do all that corridor traveling a second time, I think. Now, maybe if if they could stick a, a new game plus and throw some high-level weapons in there, because there are a ton of weapons I haven't even come close to making yet. So, while I like the weapon crafting, is it enough to make me want to play this game a second time? I don't know. Yeah. That's a good question. Um, I think it's an. I think this is an okay game. Yeah, I, I I think I'd say better than okay. I mean, it does enough things really well. I mean, it it plays like. Let's say you wanted to play co-op with somebody. This is a very easy game, you know. Especially, you know, now that it's two generations old, like this game is is a smooth, easy to play game. Yeah. It's, it's easy to easy to enjoy the parts that are enjoyable. Yeah, and it's a fun time co-op. I mean, it's one of those games yeah. where you don't really have to pay attention too much. It's one of those shoot the shit with your friend kind of game. You know, where you, yep. you're talking and all of a sudden, oh shit, I got here comes a, a guy. Bam, shoot him. Okay, anyway, what were we saying? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um. But I I feel like it's it's still an enjoyable game. You know, there, there's been a few like you know. It feels like the 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 the, the things that, that get slightly annoying is the ones where they turn it, they try to turn it back into dead space, where they make you be the only guy able to shoot stuff while your partner's doing something else. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, well, the problem is, is that in order for that to work, you have to scale down some of the enemies that are coming. You know, because they have obviously the. I've had more necromorphs come at me in this game than I ever had in Death Space 1 and 2 combined. Yep. And I'm just yep. like, you know, you have to have that balance there. But anyway, um, 
going into we, we finally repair everything the elevator can go down we have to go down into the belly of the beast and uh find these nodes that we can use a pulse rifle to um basically mark so we can then track a location to the marker so we have to go inside this monster and find these little nodules that are around the inside of this monster. We shoot them and we get bombarded with enemies. Eventually when we make it our make our way out of it, um that's when we come back up to the surface, we're still in that cage and the captain refuses to let us out. Hmm. They're like, well, what are you doing? And he's like, nope. We're going on without you. So then we have to escape. Which is, he, he left the key inside the, the operator and we just pulled the key out. Yeah, re- real smooth. Yep. Way to keep us locked up. Yep. And now we are hot on the trail of the rest of the crew who has abandoned us on the captain's orders. And that's it. Yeah. That's where we left off. Yeah, I mean, story-wise, you know, we played for, what, four or five hours. Not a lot happened. Um, I I do think that the weapons and the... Kill rooms. I, I would say they're getting more interesting, but they did just bum rush us the last couple of times. So they haven't done much interesting with the, you know, the the, the dedicated assault rooms. Right? There's been a couple of bosses, I guess, um, but more often than bosses, they just throw these rooms at you until you until you prove you can survive it. Yeah, and you're right about the whole. This this last half of the game that we've been playing, they've been throwing those like those black goo monsters at us. Yeah, little skinny guys who just run at you. And I mean, it's just you know, you can only do that so many times. Until yeah, I, yeah. They... Until I put a rocket launcher on my gun and then just shoot at my feet. <laughs> yep, they need to change it up a little bit, right? They've they've had. You know, they've come at us in waves. They've come at us just in mass. And we've had a, fu- a couple of bosses. But they, you know, I don't know what they would do differently here. I, you know, I, I don't think they do anything elemental, right? Where, like, some are more susceptible to fire, some are more susceptible to stasis, whatever, where you would need that to get through. I don't think that'll happen, but... It would be good if they layered something in to change up those assault rooms. Yeah. I don't think they will. <laughs> if we're going to yeah, be honest. <laughs> Unfortunately, I just don't think that's going to happen. So what what do you think they're going to do? I mean, we're only just over halfway through, I guess two-thirds of the way through the game. They must have saved some big set pieces. I imagine we'll get some good bosses. Yeah, kill that crab spider. At least. Yeah, I'm thinking least, we'll probably kill probably the crab another. spider. Yeah, I, I imagine at least one or two more good bosses beyond that. But that's, you know, maybe that's half an hour of what we've got left. If there's three bosses, say that. What What else do you think they're going to do, or what 
what would they need to do to really elevate the back end of this? Well, what's probably going to end up happening in the story is uh, Captain is not going to make this make it out of this alive. No, I, th- I think not the, a good person. I think I feel like the over enthusiastic woman is going to turn on us. She's going to try to activate the markers, if not activate the marker, and then we got to figure out a way to turn it off. Which means we got to go collect like five or six things, and then return back. <laughs> um, I think I could be wrong here. I think Isaac. I don't think Carver will survive this. It's just not central enough. I I don't think so. I think Carver will do a sacrifice himself to save Isaac thing so he can go yeah. with his family yeah. kind of thing. I could see that since Carver's already lost everything. Yep. Does th- Ellie survive? Do Sorry, what? Does Ellie survive is the question. Oh, yeah. And does... Does she end up back with... Isaac. Sock. I don't know. Anyway, what were you going to ask? I was going to say they have to do at least something to tie back to the mythology, though. They absolutely must. They will. They have to. Oh, right? yeah. I mean, we, we haven't even reached a marker yet, so I'm, I'm sure they will. And they're here on the marker homeworld to stop all marker signals from going out. So I, I don't expect Mass Effect style into the universe type things to happen, but there has to be something either they stop the signal at the source and the series is you know kind of over or you know they 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 pull the typical trick and maybe they stop it but it wasn't the real source and there's still a different origination of it you know that they, they just they have to do something there and whether that's some kind of super boss some kind of tie to an ancient civilization, whatever they're going to do to to expand the scope of it. Because I don't think that there was any intent to finish the series after 3, right? I would assume Did, no. They, they kind of just had to because it didn't sell well enough. Yeah, this role got um, absorbed into the regular EA. Yeah. Now they're making a different game. Or some of the people who made Dead Space are making a another horror game that takes place in space. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, as much as I'm maybe a little bit lukewarm overall to the game, I do really want to see the way it ends. You yeah. know, it's it's not a frustrating game. It just feels a bit lackluster. Yeah. I think it's fine. Yeah, it's it's fine. That's that's the best way to describe it. Uh, no emails this week. I know uh, Dustin and Chad have probably finished it by now. I could be wrong. Uh, so next week, guys, make sure uh, you send in an email. In fact, I would send it in early because I don't think Matt and I are recording Thursday. <laughs> Uh, what what day do you think you could record, Matt? Uh, I can record literally any day. I have nothing and I'm going nowhere. Okay. 
So we may try and shoot for Wednesday to record, which means me and you need to get together and play some Dead Space 3 and finish this game. Yep. So we're going to try and do that over the weekend, maybe Monday or Tuesday, work on it as well. I would assume we've got maybe four hours left. Yeah, Consider, four or five hours. Considering what, we're seven hours in now? Eight hours? Yeah, eight, eight or so. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. But if you would like to send us an email, it is drew at ztgd.com. Uh, you can also tweet to us. I am at Drew Leachman. Matt is at REMGS. And the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Uh, after Death Space 3, um, I think we're going to dive into The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time for our 100th game of this entire podcast. Which is insane to think about. Yeah, that is certainly a milestone. Yeah. And um, uh, then after that, we'll be jumping into the Yakuza series with Yakuza 0. And then we've pretty much settled it uh, after Yakuza 0. We will then be moving on to Lost Odyssey. So we got our next three games planned out. And our next three games may last us well into June, because all three of those games are very long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is hopefully not going to be the year of the RPG where we only finish four games, but... Yeah. I mean, Zelda will probably take us a month, is what I said. And I think, yeah. it, I think it will. I mean, it's going to be one of those things of like... All right, we got to make it through this dungeon and this dungeon before the next recording, which is going to be a hell of a lot of playing. Because yep. you know, uh, there's ten dungeons, and that's not including the final one in Zelda. Oh, that's more than I was expecting. Yes, there are. Yeah. Because there's three, and then there's seven that you got to go through, and then you got to go through the final castle. And there's a lot in there. It's not you just running from dungeon to dungeon. It is doing a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> but I'm excited to get into Zelda. It's been yeah, me too. It's been a long, long time since I played Ocarina of Time. In fact, I would say it's probably been 20 years. Oh, that's crazy. I think I... Eh, I replayed Zelda when I was in college. I remember that. So it hasn't been 20 years yet. Definitely been over 10. Probably... 12 years. I would assume probably 2007-ish I played through it again. Just random. I booted it up at least twice. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever made it to a dungeon in Ocarina nope. Wow. Okay. Have you ever done a dungeon in Legend of Zelda? Uh, yeah. 
I'll have to I'll, I'll have to do some digging on that. I don't know. What would be the most what would be the game you played the most of in Zelda? Probably the Super Nintendo game. So the Link to the Past. Yep. Okay. And that was probably a good hour and a half, two hours. You probably didn't hit a dungeon. Man. You've never done a Zelda dungeon before. You, depending on how you feel about how it holds up, you're in for a treat. There's nothing quite like going through a dungeon in The Legend of Zelda. Uh, in 2020? Or, like, Period. Okay. Period. Okay. The only game... That I can tell you that got close to being Legend of Zelda as far as like the the feeling of going through a dungeon would be the Darksider series. Yep. Yeah, I've heard that quite a lot. What about uh 3D dot game heroes? Three D dot game heroes, yes. I would say uh, it's definitely taking a ton of inspiration from Zelda. Because um, I played a lot of that game. I did too. That was actually a pretty good game. Uh, but yeah, nah, man. I'll have to go through the Great Deku Tree. That'll be your first dungeon. Yep, and I I will hit it twice because I am going to get there on the sixty-four and then switch systems and start over on the three DS. There you go. Okay, well, man, we got our we got our gaming planned out, which is exactly what I like. So. I'm excited. Yeah, I, I am too. Yeah. But I, we got to get through Dead Space 3, which I'm excited to see Dead Space 3. It gives me an opportunity to play with my friend. Yep. So. Yep. And it's and it the, the co-op just works well. Again, I I I haven't played a good co-op game very often. So this is this is kind of a rare treat for me. Yeah. I'm trying to imagine the last co-op game I played with somebody that was really good. And I'm trying to think. Dying Light? I think Dying Light was the last game I played through completely co-op with Ken. Mm. Um, And Dying Light was a fantastic game. Yeah, it's one I definitely want to play. It's so good. Um, then there's like obviously the 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 predecessor to that was uh, Dead Island, which I know me and you played a good amount of together. Yeah. And then you lost your save. Yeah, still a little bitter about that. I still love Dead uh not Dead Space. <laughs> I still love Dead Space as well, but I still love Dead Island. I it came out in 2011. I had been following that game since the very first little teaser that they gave us, not the trailer with the little girl. Everybody remembers that trailer. There was a teaser from like 2006. They've been working on that game a long time, and I was like I want to play this game. And I followed it, and then you heard nothing about it. And all of a sudden, bam, Dead Island's coming out. And I'm like, what? And 
2011 came out, I chose Dead Island over Skyrim for my game of the year. <laughs> I did. Nice. I fell in love with that game. I thought it was fantastic. 44 hours I put in that game. Yeah, that, that's pretty good. Yep. But, uh, yeah. Anyway. Let's, uh, let's get out of here. We've, we've went on long enough about not dead space. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're going to get out. Um, we, all right. So we will be back next week. We're going to record. I have no idea when that episode will go up. I mean, if I can get it to Ken, chances are Ken will upload it and have it ready for Christmas day. Um, so you guys can enjoy this on Christmas day, but why would you want to listen to me and Matt talk when you could be with your, you know, <laughs> families or playing that new shiny Xbox series X or PlayStation five that you got? Or just imagining what that might be like. Or imagining because you can't find one. So, yeah. But uh, we'll, we'll try and get the, the, the ending of Dead Space ready for you guys next week. Until then, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we're gone. You guys have a great holiday. Enjoy your time. Merry Christmas. Merry whatever. Happy holidays, whatever you celebrate. I hope you you stay safe during it. And uh, we'll be back next week with the continuation and hopefully the conclusion to Dead Space 3.